We pulled a clever little trick that laughed a bit at both ourselves and the crew and took a shot at them. But it stayed very much within the astronaut family. In fact, it vanished as soon as we launched. I shudder to think what might have happened in our Insta age. Posting it publicly might have triggered a horde of trolls, turning our friendly little jab into a grave wound. I am the only person to have walked in space and gone to the deepest point in the ocean. Hi, I'm Kathy Sullivan, and I'm an explorer. Exploring doesn't always have to involve going to some remote or exotic place. It simply requires your commitment to put curiosity into action. So join me on this podcast journey as I reflect on lessons learned from life so far and from my brilliant and ever inquisitive guests. We'll explore together in this very moment from right where you are. Spaceship not required. Welcome to Kathy Sullivan Explores. Before we take off, I have a gift for you. I believe that no matter where you are today, an active thirst for knowledge will help unlock your ability to live a life of meaning and happiness. So I'm sharing some lessons I've learned on my road less traveled. Over at KathySullivanExplores.com, you'll find my seven astronaut tips to improving your life on Earth. When you sign up, I'll send them to you and also make sure you're the first to discover future podcast episodes and learn more about exciting adventures ahead. Just head on over to KathySullivanExplores.com. Did you ever camp out by a ticket window hoping to snag a prized ticket to a concert or a major sporting league event? Astronauts spend months, sometimes years, waiting in line for their turn to fly. And everyone longs for the day that their prime crew, the next guy, is up to fly. Every need of the prime crew is top priority around the Johnson Space Center in Houston. Finally, the risk of something on an earlier flight delaying your launch is behind you. You get first claim on the mission simulators and the sleek T-38 jets that astronauts fly for proficiency. And you can finally shed every bit of work that's not directly related to the flight. All of this combines to make you feel like you're on top of the world. So much so that the instant the last flight before you clears the launch tower in Florida, your prime crew in Houston. That's a detail that many crews announced with great joy when watching it in the astronaut conference room. Prime crew, right after tower clear. But things didn't work quite that way on my third mission. Here's what happened. The cargo on that flight, STS-45, was called ATLAS-1. That's an acronym, of course, standing for Atmospheric Laboratory for Applications and Science. The quote-unquote laboratory was actually a pallet out in our cargo bay carrying 11 instruments that would measure various aspects of the physics and chemistry of the upper atmosphere. We'd run them all via switch panels and a laptop inside the crew cabin. Now, the science was really exciting to me as an Earth scientist, but to the television public, the flight wasn't exactly hotly anticipated. Some even called it a yawner. The flight after us, on the other hand, would be a television dream. STS-49 would feature spacewalking astronauts snatching a failed satellite out of the sky, replacing its engine, and setting it free again. A dramatic rendezvous in space. Four spacewalks. Daring feats by courageous astronauts. Everyone would be glued to their TV sets. 
And nobody was going to tune in to watch us flip switches and send computer commands. It was even the same at the Space Center in Houston. All the excitement centered on the flight after us, STS-49, the much more challenging and risky mission. The EVA shop that prepares astronauts for spacewalks, which are EVA in NASA's parlance, it was busy testing tools and running the astronauts through underwater simulations. And the press was already abuzz about another dramatic satellite rescue. The crew, of course, was exultant at all the attention and the excitement of their flight. We, on the other hand, were just considered boring. And we didn't even get the science buzz, because the Atlas experiments came from the NASA Center in Huntsville, Alabama, long arrival to the better-known Johnson Space Center in Houston. It got so bad that our commander, Charlie Bolden, one of the most humble and easygoing people on the planet, even he chafed at the lack of attention. Our mission might not be telegenic or as complex as SCS-49, but it was still pretty complex and definitely just as risky. And the truth is, you can't afford to be cavalier about any spaceflight, regardless of the PR appeal. It seemed to Charlie that we were just a speed bump on the road to SCS-49. And so eventually, we came up with a way to make our point, taking the other crew down a notch and poking some fun at them. There was a small notice board in the foyer of the building where our simulators were located. It always had the photos of the next two crews in line on it, with the crew labeled Prime Crew on the left and the next guys on the right. As soon as the flight before us lifted off, the SIM team would move our photos to the left and put up the STS-9 photos besides us. But we convinced them to change the labels slightly. So above our photos, it said next, but not prime. And above the 49 crew pictures, it said prime, but not next. We were really proud of our little trick. And I hope you got a chuckle out of it. But reflecting on it through all the later years, dear explorer, I think there are a few insights you might ponder. Being irked by people discounting you is quite natural, as is wanting to take them down a notch and show they're wrong. But if you decide to act on that, take some care with how you go about it. We pulled a clever little trick that laughed a bit at both ourselves and the crew and took the shot at them. But it stayed very much within the astronaut family. In fact, it vanished as soon as we launched. I shudder to think what might have happened in our Insta age. Posting it publicly might have triggered a horde of trolls, turning our friendly little jab into a grave wound. Also, don't let people who know nothing about you, whether TV journalists or faceless keyboard warriors, don't let them tell you or make you believe that you're less than you are. Your identity is yours alone, and your worth is set by your character and deeds, not anybody else's words. And finally, you know, the wider world really doesn't appreciate or understand what most people do. You can't control that. But if you focus on the success of your mission, your example will very likely be paving the way for others. Thanks so much for joining me on today's mission. For more solo shows and deep dives with incredible guests, 
along with all the ways to get the podcast and much more, head over to kathysullivanexplores.com.